No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. Head over to Shop Tour Bus on Instagram at Shop Tour Bus or shoptourbus.com online to check out their badass merch, shirts, and stickers. Stickers. Guys, it's getting cooler outside. It's time to buy a hoodie. 
that old ratty piece of shit hoodie you had last year that's hanging in your closet and it's kind of like dull and it's got a hole in the elbow. And it's got holes <laughs> in the <laughs> sleeves that you stick your thumb through now. Yeah, Just and the <laughs> fucking, the, what is the pocket? <clears throat> Jesus. The pocket in the front is all stretched out from you carrying shit it shows in it. And the elastic's all worn and looks like yeah. bacon. No, Hangs get down to mid-thigh now. Just get you rid of it. You don't want that. Mm-mm. I keep it. Just wear it at home. Yeah. Well, you could wear it for like jammies, but get a new but one and go to shop to a wear bus. Out in public. <laughs> you know, shop to a bus. Yeah. These guys are the one and only official sponsor of No Simple Road, your favorite podcast. And it's all about family helping family. So, guys, head over to shop to a bus. Check them out. Look, you're not just going to get the shirt. You've heard this before. And if you've ordered from them, you know about it. But. You're going to get a hand-designed box with your shirt nicely rolled inside of it with a piece of twine tying it up so that it doesn't unroll. And then you're going to get a bootleg tape that's magical. You're going to get a, a pencil to spool the tape. You're going to get some fucking candy. You're going to get a newsletter. You're going to get toys. Some kind of trinket. Yeah. I mean, look, that's just cool. That is really fucking cool. Dope. I appreciate that. It is cool. And I know I love, you'll appreciate it. I love it. my space and drum shirt. I've worn it a couple of times. I get comments on it from people that don't know what don't it is. Don't have a clue what it is. <laughs> yeah, clever and designs. Then I, then, I get a, then I get to give them a little explanation. Oh. That hoodie, too, is badass with the, with the VW van. The bus came by and I yep. got on. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And happy anniversary to Luke and his beautiful bride. Five yeah, years. Five years. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That bus came by and they got on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and get more than you bargain for, guys. Tell them no simple roads sent you. Yep. Hey, this is Ross James. No Simple Road is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. We'll be doing many live concerts this summer around the country, which will include artist interviews, contests, and more. Sign up for the newsletter at osirispod.com. Stay in the loop. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to relics.com. Damn, Apple. I set that shit up. Took it to the head. I didn't take nothing. Where are we, where are we going? Going on a ride. Strawberry going down the hole. Going We're also going live. Hi. Hey now, No Simple Road family. How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. To the same old place that you were before. Uh, that that was close. Take it as you need it. Wow. Mr. Kata. Ooh, 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 so like ooh. Mm, probably two thirds of the people that are listening have no fucking idea what we're talking about right now. 
Everybody knows who Vinny Bobarino mm -mm. is. No. no, we're old. Ryder, uh, do you know who Vinny Bobarino is? Literally no idea. See, that was one of John Travolta's first acting roles in the 1977, Yo, 78. Welcome back, Cotter. Wow. How did you know the year, dude? It was actually a, a stab in the dark, but I know it's close. <laughs> it sounded so official and fucking okay, no, right. Okay, I just okay, went no, with I'll it. I'll go fact check real quick. Yeah, let's see. Hit it oh, up, I man. Gonna, I was going to have And then Horshack was the little dude. Ooh, 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 Mr. Kata. Again, Mr. Kata. nobody knows what you're talking Rorschach, about. Horshack, the guy with the bag on his head. Hey, he, does, no. he does tests <laughs> with <laughs> ink blots and stuff. Say hi, Mel. Hi, Mel. No. no, okay, fine. I'm Hi, guys. Oh, it's sorry. been a while, and I'm super excited to... Well, first of all, I'm just excited because today the grandbaby's coming home. Sydney's coming home with the baby. Well... Well, okay. You guys don't know what I mean, so I'll explain it. Um, Sydney's still pregnant, and the baby is inside of Sydney's stomach. So Sydney and the baby That's are a good place coming for it home. To be. <laughs> if it's the baby was outside, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. The so, baby's in her stomach. Yeah, not in her foot. No. That's well, I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe some of the cells are in Sydney's foot. I I don't know. So. You had asked this morning about the baby and where, mm -hmm. where is its consciousness? Well, yeah, because I said, so clearly the baby is physically growing in Sydney's body. So its cute little baby meat suit is in Sydney's body. <laughs> but what is the thing that's going to say, Grandma, oh. where is that in right With now? Pinky toe. We're getting dangerously close to pro-life, pro-choice, pro-choice pro debates here. <laughs> I, not, I say pro-choice. I'm not debating whether <laughs> the, the baby is alive or a person. I just want to know where its consciousness is. Well, where actually, where is its its thoughts? Because well, like what I told Mel is like it's experiencing life inside of Sydney's stomach right now, and what it knows is sound. That's it. It knows what sound if, and it knows feeling, and that's it. What that's if, not like, true. That's what if grandma it. and grandpa and mom and dad, Adam, sit and all of you mean? right now are forming its consciousness, and it Ooh. you're all part of that. You're all blood. It's all going into it's that. Blew my mind, well, dude. And then well, before but, it's then born, that, that comes too. into a clutch of energy and comes down well, into the baby along well, with its own mix. Well, then that would mean you're included in that too, because you're a ripple part of, part of, this, of yeah. yeah. So. My question is: Is it's in all of us? The baby's in all of us. Is its consciousness? Yeah, we are the baby. Its soul. <laughs> it's wow. What is its consciousness? Its soul. If we answer that question on No Simple Road, is dude, its consciousness? I'm not trying to give like soul. a definitive answer. I'll give my opinion. What's your opinion? Well, my, this is the sh our show, so yeah. we can say what we think. My opinion is that the soul and the consciousness are separate. Where's okay? So where are each of them? I don't. I cannot tell you where the soul is. I could not, because I I know it can I know leave what, the body. I, oh, oh! I know where the soul Aaron, is. Go for it. Aaron, you got to do oh, your Mr. hand, Mister Schaefer. Mister Schaefer, go ahead. The soul is in the groove. Okay, I'll take that as an answer. Absolutely. Yep, that's fair. Where is the groove? By the way, I just got to back up one second. The groove is in the heart. Just to say, well, <laughs> oh, oh shit. Oh. Groove is in the heart. <laughs> Give me a kiss. That was cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just had to welcome back. Connor was 75 to 79, so I was right. Okay. All right. Right in the middle. So welcome back, guys. So wow. Yeah. Know we, that. we jumped right in with both feet as soon as I cracked the mic. 
Yes, we had some Baby's consciousness is living in the groove. Grooves in the heart. <laughs> right on. Is, everything is very... Today's a very upbeat. Like, all of us woke. No sleepy eyes. No dragon feet. No. I was up ready to go Dude, if your feet nine. turn into dragons, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> dragon feet, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. That's stinky feet. It's like dragon breath. <laughs> you got dragon feet, bro. That dragon feet. Dragon feet. Oh, oh, apples up. <laughs> Fuck. Here we go again. It smells like sulfur you and death. You stub your toe, they get all mad and start breathing fire yep. everywhere. Yes, I'm down for it. Dragon. All right. Woo! Off the rails. Let's let's go. Yeah. So this week's episode is Kevin Calabro. Kevin is the man behind the curtain, behind the publicity for many of the bands that we all listen to. Yes. Uh, Mapache. How do you say it, Apple? Mapache. Right on. Circles Howling around Ray. the sun. Chris Robinson Brotherhood, Decker, uh, Skiffle, Skiffle Players. Uh, Anything else? I, I Well, he said Howlin' Rain. But Howlin' well, Rain. Well, we talk about it all that. in the interview, the people that he mm-hmm. Yep, he's got his own. And we owe a huge thank you to yeah. you again, Kevin, which oh, we get into it here. For, you were turning us on to new music left and right, man. And it. it it's the original reason why I wanted you on the show to begin with. I was like, he is introducing us to so much amazing music that we get to have cool memories to. And he set up all these little impromptu concerts that get us out like midweek and make us have a cool, fun date night with yeah, each other. And made us get out and discover Mississippi Studios. Yeah. We would have, but he, he helped well, kind of We didn't even push dude, us into He's like, hey. all the way on the other coast, and then he sent us to venues in our own city that we didn't even know about. Right. With fucking favorites. jamming ass cuties that we really like had a, like, I felt like that interview is just not even an interview. It was just, we were just hanging out, hanging out yeah, with those exactly. two, like just happened to like stumble upon them on right after we parked <laughs> on the street <laughs> on the street it, it's really cool to like i don't know t- t- to go to that venue here in our own city like you said somewhere that we hadn't even gone yet and then get to just hang out with those guys like and that's because of Kevin and I don't remember. It was a few months ago. We were sitting out here just hanging out. And Mel was like, you know what, man? We should interview Kevin on the show. I was like, Jesus, that's a great idea. So we did. She's a keeper. (laughs) Wow, she thinks a good shit. Well, this takes a... I'm going to take a a tiny little um, bit away from Kevin just for a second. Because... Just for a second. I'm going to come right back to him. Because um, Aaron... I said something to Aaron the other day. Alex was here and I was like, hey, just for Melanie, I want you to know that I miss the shows where we just like talk ourselves like we don't have a guest. We don't have a topic. We just talk. And so and if I go, if I'm I'm missing that, I'm sure I'm not the only other listener out there who's missing that. And I also really value these interviews, too, but more as a part of our life instead of it driving the train. Like we just happened to, you know, meet Kevin. And so he introduced us to these awesome, amazing two guys that make up Mapache and And Helen Ray. And yeah, all of them. um, Neil. All of them. Yeah. Neil, Helen, Ethan, all of it. Um, 
but I also wanted to get back to the like kind of how we started was just for real chilling on the porch and hanging out and at a little bit of a point this summer it got to feel a little bit jobby because we had to get things out and we had to be more stringent with our time. And we were very busy. <laughs> and we, yeah, we were not going on a lot of rest, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't, <laughs> huh? we're getting agreements over here. We are. Oh, thank you guys. So, th- so I said that and I said it in front of everybody. I said it in front of Alex. I said it in front of Ryder was there when I said it. I was there too. And yep. Aaron. And me. And I did it. <laughs> but, but then there was, was like there, no other was. conversation. And then Aaron put out this like um, newsletter. This newsletter and asked, "Hey, what do you I guys?" Want, yeah, I wanted to see what they thought. Yeah, and so out of whoever gets the newsletter, only two people on, man. responded, and both of those two people said, "Aaron, I'll pass the mic." Well, we got we actually got okay. three responses, including Buzz. But forget about Buzz. Wasn't he didn't respond yet? So the two that did respond, two that responded said they love the oh, interviews, but. They would like it if we did more stuff of us just hanging out on the porch. And maybe like one a month. Or two interviews a month, yeah. And I agree, man. I mean, look, this summer was super amazing and surreal. And we went with the flow. That's all. That's how I see it. We you went with the flow. There was no way we couldn't have. No, it was. Yeah. I, I want to underscore that I'm not complaining about what we did do this summer because this summer was 2018 has been the most magical year I've ever lived in my skin. So <laughs> <laughs> I just am saying hey, that God, right now. Your, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, she had better years than others. I don't know where my consciousness is or my soul, but I know that I'm here. <laughs> so wait, I'm just curious about these other skins you've lived in. Cause I shed those shits. Okay. Those are out of here. <laughs> That's fucking gone. <laughs> um, I just, I guess I'm just saying I'm appreciative of what's going on, like for real right now today with Ryder recording, Apple sitting across from me, Aaron sitting beside me. Darwin on my foot. Yeah, this exact scenario, I'm grateful for it while it's happening because it's reminiscent of what we were doing. And it's also telling of where we're at right now. I'm getting what I want when I want it. And I'm saying thank you for it while I'm getting it to all you guys. So thank you. I like that. One thing that I've learned from doing this is that, like I said, we're doing, we're going with the flow. And this is where we're at now. So this is what we're going to do. I, From the get-go with this thing, I didn't have any grand plan of like, we're going to start a podcast. This could be a fucking whatever. I don't, whatever. I just started talking deep. and letting them <laughs> come along for the ride with us. And so this is the part of the ride where we're chilling on the porch. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're not in the doo-doo limo going to fucking High Sierra or that was a blast. tripping balls that at the gorge. Yeah. You know, we're hanging out on the porch right now. And I feel like with this show... The thing that, because I listen to it too. Yeah, I really, truly am an active listener yeah. of the fucking show. I, I listen to it. it too, and so like being honest with where we're at and not trying to make it something that it's not is the goal. And so, right now, it's 
turning into fall and Sydney's coming home Yay! with a grandbaby in her belly and the dog's on my foot and my girl's next to me and we're going to barbecue tri-tip tonight and Wait, we're going to barbecue tri-tip tonight? Yeah, yes, we're going to we barbecue are. a fucking tri-tip tonight. We did yeah. a rub for it yesterday. Mm-hmm. We did happening. a rub for it yesterday and it's been sitting for 24 hours now. But it's going to be delicious. The point I think there was a point. God damn that. What was that? Strawberry cough. Thank you very much. Anyway, the point is, is this is where we're at. Wow. Get it, Apple. Well, strawberry cough. Get it. I got it. I I get it. I love you sweetly. Wow. Guys, I apologize. I'm sorry. There's nothing to apologize for. Interlude. Okay. So anyway. You missed, you forgot your point. So I'm just. I did. I'm trying to distract you even more. So you really. The point is now moot. Okay, the point is point moot. Is moot. Um, but yeah, in the next few weeks, we'll be doing one episode a week. Um, we're done with the doubles for yeah, now. we kind of caught up. And uh, we're just going to be doing our thing. And you guys are going to hear it. And I'm really thankful to you guys out there. I mean, we've gotten a lot of love oh, from everybody God. out there this year. And it means a lot, man. It's... It's humbling and it's exciting and it's encouraging and all of it made me really learn so much about myself, too, and my behaviors and the size of my heart from all like not even realizing how much I can love people that I don't see every day or really care that like, yes, they're they're doing their fucking artwork or yes, like, I don't know. I'm just when I look at my Instagram, I feel like I'm looking at like a family album more. Yeah, we got know? connections Ooh. in our hearts to people I'm, all I over the country. I screwed up, guys. That it's was my saying. I'm a little teapot. It's Sydney. I'll tell you right now. But it's Sydney. Uh-oh. She said, "Good morning. Can't wait to see you guys." Yeah, it's going to be time to pick her up soon. So <sighs> that's it, guys. I mean, listen. If we're not doing the thing the way that we should then we're not doing it right. And I really feel like being honest. I think that that's the most important thing with this show is us being honest and being real and sharing where we're at. Cause I know when I listen, like I try and put myself in the headspace of somebody that's not on the show. Obviously I listen like a, I'm a listener. That's not in it. That's listening. That's yeah. that's the best a listener listen. that's listening. I'm a listener. <laughs> and I don't want to hear bullshit. I don't give a fuck. And just having guests on the show for the sake of having guests, I'm not down with that. And I don't know. We've got some really, really cool shit coming up. We're we're gonna do. We got a J Rad, the yeah. J Rad recap. Yeah, the, and the Eugene from June 29th. Yeah, we're gonna get to and that. And we're doing Aaron from Aaron's picks, and we had to reschedule him today because Sydney's coming. And huh? He was watching earlier. He What's might up, still Aaron? be watching. And uh, thanks. Tell Aaron. I, we appreciate Aaron. Thank you for rescheduling. We. There was nothing wrong, thank you, thank you. but we had so much on our fucking plate and stuff that we want to get done that I don't want to like divide my time and do a half-ass interview. And, yeah, yeah, do a half-ass interview and been like that would have been cool if I was had a, my head right. So thank you for understanding that and listening to this and all that. Um, so 
we are excited for when you come on. Yep. Thank you for your groovy dance video. <laughs> oh my, yes. And Thank you, Apple. On top Let me of just... all the clips you pick out and throw out there, oh they're so God. awesome, dude. Yes. And all over the board, the rage. I loved seeing the Rage Against the Machine. Yes. yes. That was the other fucking day. cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Aaron. But next week, we're interviewing Shane Mouse. Guys, and I'm if you don't know who here. Shane Mouse is, M A U S S. He's a comedian and a excuse me and a psychonaut and super fucking funny. Do yourself a favor, go to YouTube and check out Shane's stuff. He's fucking hilarious, and he's gonna be on the show next week. And I'm super excited to talk to him. That's gonna be a very strange time. It's gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't we see if we can make it a little bit earlier or later? Mm-hmm. Nope. We'll talk later. Um, yeah. So that's what's going on with us, guys. Like, um, again, just trying to keep it real and do we're our not thing. Trying, we're keeping it. We real. are keeping it. Real. Yeah, I think that's we're not only, trying that, to keep it real. That's the only real. thing we, we know how to do now yep. at this point. We're keeping it fucking real. After last weekend at Dicks, I'm I'm just trying to keep it together. I don't know about keeping it real. Fuck, man. That is, that's as real as it gets. This past week, it. it I just got to say, it is, it is funny, especially Aaron, Aaron several times over the week. I snicker every time. Man, I love dicks. <laughs> this is funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you I know. Snicker, snicker. Every single time. Whatever. It's 2018. I could be into whatever I want. You true? That's We're awesome. inclusive. No, man. It was a very trippy weekend and super fun. Mm-hmm. And re-entry is difficult sometimes and I'm not talking about the physical part of it because um, strangely enough this physically wasn't that difficult coming back down this time it was really nothing it only took like a day I was tired for a day and then I was fine I was going to say we got the physical thing down but I got man my fucking head I felt like I had my head on a string inside of a helium balloon and I was carrying it around <laughs> with me all week. They'd like looking at myself from like five feet above doing oh everything that I did. And I told Blaze, I was like, I feel like I got hit with one of those rubber mallets and that what? my head's made of metal and like all week, just like it was rough coming back. And it was the hardest part for me. I was cool. I was tired and whatever. Tuesday morning, I got up, had some coffee, listened to fish on the way to work, pulled in the parking lot, walked into the building and was like, oh, hell no. I can't fucking do this. It was all sterile and like corners everywhere and these muted shit colors in the building and these fucking cubicles like all sectioned off and everybody's just like plugged into their Which, machine. What is it with corporate America? Whoever picks up. Let's go with the muted shit colors. Yeah, just let's to make, make it, it look like worse. baby shit and Put in some of that shit school now, lighting too to make them feel comfortable. Remember how I felt when I first walked into your office and you were like, what? What's wrong? It's nice. It's clean. I mean, it is nice and clean. It's it's modern. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is like a jail. They have you, like, institutionalized. Like, do your work. Don't look to the left or the right. Only forward. And you have, like, it, I don't know. It just freaked me out. Yeah. And walking in and seeing all that shit. And it there's a certain smell <laughs> in that place. 
and it doesn't stink. It's not. Wait, wait, wait. I can attest to this. There, it's. It smells like school. It. Yes, it does. Yeah. It smells like school. <laughs> yeah. That it smells exactly like kids' feet and old fur- weird <laughs> furniture. Weird furniture and that carpet. You yes, that carpet. Too, same lighting. lighting. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's an institution. And it's weird. seeing that and then smelling that, and it, uh, my cubicle moved, so I have to walk further through the the molasses to get to my shit, and I. Like the only saving grace is like my cubicle is like <laughs> there's a fish concert and a dead concert and big steal your face on the board and Grateful Dead calendar and there's color. You made a cool little cool little spaceship. Yeah. And I sat down in there and I was like I can't I can't fucking do this anymore. Like I, I this isn't me. Like I felt like I was at somebody else's job and like Okay, go to work and like uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Like I haven't been trained to do this job. And you, so you want to get out of there. So would you say that the the waiting is the hardest part, <laughs> dude? <laughs> yes, waiting is hard, but I don't know. It was just tough to come back and tough to like get back into my body and into my head and figure out how to do my job again. And and it was weird too, like the big theme of this trip at fish this past weekend was like me losing my anxiety. And, um, I realized that when I would come back from trips before, like the first day back to work, I would like try and hide and not talk to anybody. And like, if people walked by and said, good morning, I'd just be like, "Mm, good morning. Mm." (laughs) And I didn't give a fuck this week. I was like, yeah, Hey, like everybody's asking, how was the concert? And I'm just like, do you really want me to answer that question? Because what did you say? I can go on for. I told everybody. I was like, it was fucking amazing. Me and Melanie stayed up all night. It was awesome, and I told them as much as I could tell them. You know, what and everybody's you know? just like, you could see their eyes kind of glaze over halfway through. Like, like I, I didn't want to hear all this. Like, then don't ask the fucking hippie questions because I'm <laughs> gonna fucking tell you. Um, nah. but yeah, it was it was tough. Three hours and, later, yeah. Okay, and then, and then, and then we're forty-five the minutes, fucking tweezer. <laughs> I, I'm very thankful for this show because it's like in my head when I'm in that space of like I can't do this for another minute. There's like this little island off to the side of no simple roadland, and I <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can go there. You know, and maybe someday it'll be a make it so place. I don't gotta fucking be here anymore. Someday, maybe. <laughs> so, just someday. saying. Yeah. Over the rainbow. Someday, over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. There's a rainbow. It's all kinds. Someday. Of <laughs> Shit. Okay. The sun will come out tomorrow. I know that. It will. It will. No, it won't. It's supposed maybe. to fucking yeah, storm say, tomorrow. It probably won't. So, come Kevin, out you could bet your bottom dollar. We interviewed <laughs> Kevin, who right. is the publicist for these amazing talents that you guys have heard us interview. Um, you heard our interview with Neil Casal. You've heard our interview. Well, not with Mapache yet. That's going to come. Um, and um, this week it was all about Kevin. And it was such a great conversation. Yes. He was literally our brother just from 
across the fucking United States, chilling, doing his own thing, supporting his bands, um, being a cool person, sharing his life with us um, and his art, you know. So um, kudos to you and your garden over there, Kevin. And um, thank you for being on the show. Wow. Look at Mel. I love that. She steered us back. Mini conductor. That was rad. Right on, baby. High five. Semi-conductor. Yeah, semi-conductor. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram. Like right now. Like right now. <laughs> like right this second. That's happening. Hit follow on I want to do it right now. Uh, follow us on Facebook at nosimpleroad.com. Head over to the website, nosimpleroad.com, and go to the family tab and sign up for the newsletter. And those of you out there that do receive the newsletter, open it up and read it. I don't send them out often. I do it when I feel like it's important. And I would love to hear from more of you from the most recent newsletter, more than three. Can I, I think we should channel all of our energy into one spot. Sometimes nobody want to fucking read a newsletter. But if you put it on Instagram, they're already on there. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, why not just do that? Okay. Because I'm long winded. That's why. <laughs> That's the honest truth. It I have more to say than yes or no, 50%. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do a podcast. Otherwise, I'd just be a photographer. Send out go. pictures. But I'm not. We're podcasters. So... That's why I send out a newsletter. I don't know if that made sense to anybody else around here, but it totally made sense to me. It also makes you a journalist in a way. Well, Jake says that we're psychedelic journalists and we have a... A duty. A duty. I said duty. duty. (laughs) Jake is right. Jake is right. That we have a duty to go to every concert that comes to town and report back what happened. So, thanks, Jake. He didn't say that exactly. That's almost word for word what he said. we'll, We'll get there. That's... That's a lot. Yeah. But we could. I don't know. We every Which brings me every always will be as much as we can. Concerts. Which brings me to Patreon. There we go. Like Patreon. that? Patreon. That's how it's gonna happen, guys. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can support the show. That is the way that we come together and make the dream reality. So I don't got to walk in and smell fucking school at 46 years old. I don't want to smell school. I smelled school for 12 fucking years. Don't put that on them. That's not on them. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't want to smell school. Stinky, man. (laughs) School smells. That was your choice. You could have dropped out in third grade. Yeah. Called it. Called it. I guess I could I'm doing my own thing, ma. (laughs) Going on the road with the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Um, Imagine if we could go back and do that. Izod shirt and those those tough skin jeans that I had when I was in. Anyway. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can support the show. That is how we make the dream reality. That's how we pay for the hosting. And that's how we bought these microphones and all that stuff. So that's how you can support the show and be part of the no simple road larger community um what am i forgetting that air quotes larger i'm forgetting something the, the Patreon, merch. What about, said that usually we read a letter or something the i haven't gotten any we've got had stuff since the last Mm-mm. send us letters yeah it's merch we have some no we have new um apple 
in, uh, what are you talking <laughs> about? Andrew seeing it live. What did that? that Whoa, cool. that was just like, <laughs> where did that come from? And where did it go? Yeah, I it's just we have new Apple. <laughs> right on. So according to Melanie, we have new Apple. And you can hey, get that you somewhere. Not have a new apple. <laughs> I'll things. be upset. Damn don't it. worry about it. Just do Stuff. it. I'm aesthetically pleasing. We don't need a new apple. Stop it. <laughs> okay, guys. Maybe take, a banana. Take a breath. A Let's bring it back in. Bring it down. Okay. Oh my god. All right, guys. You started it. <laughs> I did start it. We started a thing. So, everybody out there, you Chan donators. You guys that have been supporting the show from thank the jump, you. thank you, and know that we appreciate you, and we love wanna, you guys a whole bunch. Shout out the new one, That's and, what and Melanie's going to shout out the new Chan donator. Well, we did get one new out. Chan donator we this week, sure and did. okay, See? while you're looking for that, I'm going to say something. Something so cool that we all noticed about awesome. the show when somebody decreases their. Uh, pledge to the show which we totally understand totally yeah, get it we all have done that Believe so, me. Yes. yeah i've done it somebody else inevitably within the next few days will increase their pledge to cover the difference it's the weirdest coolest fucking thing and it has happened every mm-hmm. time yeah every time yeah you guys are a super fucking weird cool magical bunch that don't yeah. even know that you're doing shit when you do it and you did it so it's pretty I'm amazing. just going to put your initials on Austin there. AB, you know who you are because you upped it and you covered somebody else's, you know, tracks, which is, I don't know, you guys. You guys are, you just make me want to cry in such a, a, like, I get emotional about it. I get happy about it. I get, like, wowed about it. And... Wow. I, wow. I, I was wow. wild. I was wild. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm at a loss of words for real, for real, because I I'm about to cry and I don't feel like doing that right now. Okay, let, oh, another one one more shout out to we gotta give a shout out to Laura oh, Calico Calix. We all FaceTimed with her the other day. Laura, which, yeah, we speak your name. And she sent us a cool package, sorry, which I, I still have to take the pictures of. Some yeah. cool posters. We, I put the she got us an amazing Dia de la Muerta skull, beautiful peacock, and so I put it with the rest of our skulls peacock. on uh, yeah, on the back peacocks. of it, it's like a golded peacock. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I made this beautiful little um, altar with the head that she, you gave us, uh, Laura, in the middle, and it's a beautiful royal blue, like just a colorful thing. So it just made me remember when you were here, and we had a really good time while you were here, and I was super grateful for you when you came and walked. Darwin because nobody else would and so it was just you and me and Darwin and that was fucking rad so thank you for that Laura because for real that made me feel so special and the beautiful beach rocks or the beach glass that you you got um you brought us um just you're fucking special man you really are special and you sent us a lot of sweet little thoughtful trinkets and you've always been a supporter of the show yeah like you are down for the set you are fucking anti-laura that's who you are so just want to say that you always have your place um no matter what laura we love you and thank you yeah man thank you laura appreciate it and those fucking moon alice 
posters are badass, and the Cubensis posters are kick-ass too. So thank you. Yeah, Appreciate I'm it. getting a few frames today. Yep, that's that's what's on the agenda today after we get Sid and stuff. So that's all the stuff, all the business. You can get merch too at nosimpleroad.com if you guys want pins. Stick them on your hat. Put them on your jackets. Getting to be cold outside. You can we put on the lapel. We got some t-shirts left. NoSimpleRoad.com forward slash merch. So, strap in. Smoke a joint. Load a bowl. Make some tea. Have yeah, a cup of coffee. In, smoke go get bowl. McDonald's. No, don't go get McDonald's. That's fucking that bad That was the advice. worst thing don't you've ever to told our, our listeners Why would I say that? that was, <laughs> why did that even Where come did in? that even come from? Jesus, Have you been watching McDonald's commercials? <laughs> go, go to your local mom and pop cafe yeah, and man. support them. <laughs> Thank have you. a delicious breakfast. Yeah. Grab some stuff. Grab grab some stuff out of your. How about uh, just gardens. stay home? Put yeah, the podcast get your stuff. On, get some stuff out of your garden and listen to the beautiful conversation that No Simple Row had with Kevin Calabro. Bowls are being smoked. Lighters are being lightered. Blades, blade, blade. You're you're an actual vampire that hangs out in the daytime now. Blaze is grinding some herb. Mel's coughing. I'm narrating. Apples bumbling around, back and forth. He's he, now he's being seated. He's grabbing his headphones. Darwin just farted three times, and now he's he's smelling the air behind him. Oh my god, Darwin. Go lay down, please. S- save us. Go be somewhere else with your noxious butthole. Am I supposed to hear something? No. Alright. Alright. So, what, what's happening? I'm recording. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Anybody have anything to say before we start this? I'm glad we're interviewing Kevin. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this for quite some time for all the cool shit that he's brought our way and fun times. And somebody who represents all these amazing artists, um, I want to hear about what's going on with him. Yeah. And this was this was Melanie's invite. Yeah. yeah. This is we all you, all baby. It, but she voiced it. And you want to drive? Him. Here. Well, I mean, we're going to. I'll get out of the driver's seat here. Let me undo my seatbelt. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, this you like drive. A, this is like a 60s car, dude. It doesn't have no seatbelts. Oh, that's true. It's a bench seat in the front. We yeah. all ride. Is, exactly. Everybody <laughs> drives. We the, This is like where the steering wheel is like, I can move it to you and you can <laughs> in the back. If there was right. seatbelts, they're tucked way under the seat. You have to remove the seat to actually yeah, get to the seatbelt. They're gone. Yeah. yeah, this is an interview that we all wanted to do. I just spoke up because I thought... Blaze, you're going to need your headphones if you want to hear what happens. Or not. Or not. You don't have to. Um, You're not going to hear. The one that I'm excited about is Reed Mathis. I did not know that he represented Reed Mathis. And ever since I met Reed Mathis at High Sierra, I've been definitely intrigued. And so I think it's really cool that... Should I be jealous? Of what? (laughs) Kidding. Of what? Your crush on Reed? No. I mean, everybody needs a healthy crush every now and then. I think that it's imperative. I ain't going nowhere. Kidding, man. (laughs) I mean, I guess after 20 years, if your man's still jealous, like, that's... That's a good thing. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it means I love you. It's like, fucking relax? Or is it like, oh, how chivalrous? I'm not tripping. (laughs) Trust me. 
I'm, it's all good. Um, but yeah, he's the the founder of Royal Potato Family Records, and uh, him and Marco Benevento started that record label together back in 2009 and it was a vehicle to uh, release Marco's stuff and since then they've added a whole bunch of really amazing artists to the roster and you know what instead of just us talking about it let's call him and find out more about it excuse me for my vocal grunting here we go ladies and gentlemen The phone's ringing. Shit's happening. And soon we'll be talking to Kevin. I'm filling space right now. You don't have to. I don't have to? No. Are you letting me off the hook? Well, I just think sometimes instead of saying mindless stuff. Hey. Good morning, Kevin. How's it going, man? It's going good. How you doing? I'm good. It's a beautiful day here in Portland. We're sitting on the porch. There's birds nice. jumping around. Nice, cool breeze. Where are you at? I'm actually in Jersey right now. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm, I, I live up in Kingston, New York, but I'm I'm down here for a few days for some for some shows in the area. So, kinda... Ooh, what kind of shows, Kevin? Who are you hey, going to see, Melanie? <laughs> hey, Melanie. Um, yes, I saw the CRB on Thursday night uh, at the Stone Pony. And then How last is night- What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I, uh, Let's stop right there, Kevin. When you oh. go to see a CRB show, like <laughs> what's what song are you hoping they play? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I'm 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 open. Dealer's <laughs> okay. choice, basically. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> um, Hi, Kevin. Yeah, Welcome. This, this, this is Apple. Hey there. Sorry, man. I was just like, thanks for coming on with this. This is Apple. We've all introduced ourselves now. Cool. Yeah. Nice to meet you. So, man, right out of the gate, I just, you, I think this is the first time you and I have actually spoken. We've communicated mm-hmm. a lot, but yeah. it's the first time we've spoken. Like, I just want to say from all of us, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for supporting us and and helping us do our thing. It's it's meant a lot to me personally, and I appreciate it a lot. Oh yeah, man! I'm sh- my pleasure. I, I heard first heard the podcast. With, speaking of the CRB, you were covering a Portland show, and you like got halfway to the gig and had to turn around because you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryder forgot his uh, fucking I ID. Right, you, for, you forgot the, uh, the, the, spe- the evening special uh, magic potions or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when that happens, you fucking turn around and go back. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so I, I'm wondering, man, like, after talking to a lot of the artists and stuff, you hear, like the origin story of the superhero of the artist. You know what I mean? Like 
how it all happened for them. Like, how did you get involved in doing what you do? Oh, well, um, I was, I just was always like from when I was a kid, I was just a huge music fan and, um, you know, I just, just was always into it. And then when it came time to like, you know, you go to college and it's like, you know, shit, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. (laughs) I just, yeah, I just decided, you know, I'll try to work in the music industry and music business. And, uh, um, I, I interned with this label in college, Megaforce Records, um, you guys might know if anyone's like an old like Metallica or yeah, yeah, yeah. familiar. Um, yeah, so I I wasn't even really like into that music at that time. I was like from about you know nineteen eighteen to when Jerry died. From that whole period there, it was just like I went on this total Grateful Dead like you know binge um like us like the rest of us over here yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us right and uh but yeah so but i interned for that for that label and then when i graduated school i uh just started looking and i i got an internship at a big music pr firm um doing like I, like i worked on the, the first spice girls record like, you okay? Like, All right. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> totally, totally. I like we were watching that on the, the video for that on VHS before it came out, like approving the uh, <laughs> approving the final Hell edits yeah. and stuff. Awesome. But honestly, it was like I learned so much at that job, but I also learned exactly what I didn't want to do, and that was work with pop artists or, or that or music coming from primarily from major labels because it was just it it seemed like the music was very secondary to the marketing plan and the imagery and all that kind of stuff what were they marketing kevin the act what were they marketing yeah like what was like well depending on who the artist was it was you know it was usually it was usually image based and like Spice Girls, it was, you know, three cute girls, each who had their own like quirky personality and like we have to get that across. And uh, I mean, there are other things where it was like, you know, you'd spend more time talking to this, this to the stylist than the, you know, than the record producer or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just with my background and having been into you know, at the time being really into the Grateful Dead and, you know, Neil Young and Muddy Waters and Helen Wolf and just all that kind of blues stuff that I was really into and, you know, I was starting to get really into jazz at the time. I, I just wanted to be working with, you know, real pure musicians and that kind of thing. So, yeah, much and more so- satisfying to the soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Much more satisfying. Totally. But and, is there um, not? There has to be marketing in that too, right? To some degree. Yeah, well, there is totally. I mean, I, I'm not saying mar- I, my job is to market things, so I'm not. Yeah, a part of my. No, job, I know so you're. I'm not, I'm not bashing it. I'm just trying to like. I want to understand the diversity of the two. 
Well, you know, at the at the major labels, like when you're dealing with pop artists, there's there's a budget there to spend, especially at this time when I it was like 1996, 97, something like that, and you know there was still huge budgets. Like you could spend five thousand dollars retouching a photo just to wow. make you know Sporty Spice look right. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, and that was just, you know, it was just, I, I was just like a total fish out of water, like, on, on the real, like, spiritual side of it. Like, I could fake yeah. it and do good at the job and, and, and learn a lot, you know, but, you know, it was fairly miserable. Like, and I, and I, and I had a hard time, you know, as someone who is a big fan of, of, of good music writers, like, you know. I had a hard time like being able to to bring them this kind of music and say they should write about it. I, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I but I can't even imagine internal conflict. Yeah, totally. yeah, it was it was tough on that level. So uh, I just coincidentally like I met someone at the elevator in the building I was working at the time at this job who was working with the startup jazz label and um you know we just started shooting the shit and I, and he was he was like well it's it's funny that you know you're you're kind of looking for something because i'm working with this record producer joel dorn and we're starting a um you know we're in the process of starting a reissue jazz label and i know they're looking for a publicist so i you know, so like the next day I like went over there and I gave him my resume <laughs> and I like, and that's when like from that point on, like I got hired by Joel Dorn and this record label called 32 Records, um, which this was again like 97 or so, which was reissuing tons of old jazz records. Like how cool, man. Uh, yeah. How cool. Things by like Sonny Stitt and Grant Green and Ross on Roland Kirk and Eddie Harris and all this music that I was already discovering and falling in love with. So it was like total, like some sort of something I did right in my karma. Yeah. The universe up. was working on your side big time man <laughs> totally and joel dorn if, if if you guys don't know him was like you know one of the great 70s record producers and the exact opposite of everything i'd been dealing with like he only was like interested in in art and artists and music and that's sort of what got me on the path the right path uh, ultimately. yeah it's kind of the way the way i see it like with the stuff like you were working on it first it's creating the image in order to market it and with the stuff that you're doing now and correct me if i'm wrong but it seems more like the music is the thing that you market the image comes from the music itself it creates itself does that make sense yeah, no, that that makes sense. Def- definitely. The, yeah, I I always think of it as like where I am. It's like the art drives the commerce rather than the commerce driving the art. <laughs> you know. Oh wow. Or the yeah. business driving the art. It's it's the art driving the business. Yeah. So you you, you start with that cool as your thing. starting point rather than working backwards to it. You know. And and it, I think when you put something like that out when that's the goal 
I don't, I mean, I'm not doing that for a living, but it seems like it would be so much easier on the soul and, and feeling good about what you're putting out into the world and that it can actually make a difference. Like I, I read a little bit of the Wikipedia about your record label, Royal Potato Family. Mm -hmm. And like you said in there, like the goal is music can, you still believe that music can change the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I feel like it's a little, it's a little dramatic and silly, but at the same time, it's like, why not? You know, it's, it's really important to people. You know, like I, I, and it means something to them, and it helps. You know, I like that CRB show the other night at the Stone Pony, and, and you know, I was saying this to chris's manager and 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 i was saying it to neil too like this music means a lot to people you know like yes it does you know it like it's it's like it kind of you know is there to help them get from point a to point b and yeah you know and you go in you go into that that bubble you know a hot sweaty stone pony on a thursday night that's packed to the gills and the band is you know really hitting it and it's like you know, you just, you, you, it's like three hours out of your day. That's just like this little beautiful bubble or something. You yeah. Know? You know, when, thank you for getting us the interview with Neil Casal, man, that was monumental yeah. for us. One of the, the first thing I said to him, when we all sat down together, I said, Hey man, I just want you to know that I've been waiting to tell you this for a long time. Thank you from this family for everything that you've done, man. Like that, the music really does mean everything to a lot of us. It's, it's what gets us through life, man. And it changes our life. Every time we go to a show, it, it, you know, you bring something away from it. It changes your life. It makes you a better person. They're, they're all doing a great job and Howlin' rain and Ethan. Thank you for that too, man. That was that was yeah. amazing meeting him and what man yeah. what a what a person yeah what a soul. That's, that's a that's a force of that dude is a force of nature for sure yeah. Yeah. he is I, oh my god I, yeah. i'm wondering kevin so you're you're doing the thing at the record label you meet this guy and then mm-hmm. so you know you're going to be a publicist like what's the first act that you land or thing that you start doing for yourself Oh, for myself? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I, you know, I was with Joel Dorn through three record labels after 32 records. Like 32 kind of exhausted the catalog that they had bought to reissue. Then we started another label called Label M and then another record label called Hyena Records. So that whole time I was basically, that was almost 10 years I was employed by, you know, by one person. I mean, we changed owners and stuff and raised money from different people to help start these labels. But essentially it was one person. And then, um, I, you know, I, I had, I had by that time met a lot of musicians. I think it was actually, I don't, he's, he's certainly not a household name, but he's just a ripping amazing guitar player down in LA. This guy also a great, great music journalist and historian um skip heller and i started working with skip as his publicist that was like the first time i kind of got paid to be a publicist outside of like you know working for another company 
and then from there, you know, just uh, I would I was I was still working with Hyena Records, and I kind of would continue to take on like smaller indie artists that needed PR help on the side. Um, and then it, it just got more and more. At some point, I started getting hired by you might remember the label. They're they're still around. Um, Rope Adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for a minute, they were putting out like a lot of artists that I I really loved, like Charlie Hunter and Sex Mob, and um, uh, they came to me to work uh, Marco Benevento's first live record, like post duo when he was with Joe Russo and the Benevento Russo duo. Right. And you know, from there, I started I started managing Marco and. Um, and then the the producer I'd been working with, Joel Dorn, for like 10 years and was like, really like a, a, any success I've had or like I, I really like attribute to his sort of, you know, guidance and confidence in me. And he took you so, under his wing, basically. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, he, I mean, just one of those guys that comes along once in a lifetime. I, I can't even, um, right. you know, and he unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack. Oh man. And yeah. It was like one morning I got the call. Like he, he had gone to the, uh, oddly enough, he had gone to the eye doctor <laughs> and he was in their okay. office and just had a massive heart attack and passed away. And that was like, that was like, you know, bonkers in my mind. Like it was, you know, yeah. So that, but that, that was the point from there on there. It was like, all right, I've got to figure this out for myself now, you know? And so it's like having the carpet pulled out from under you at that point. Like you have this guy that's showing you what to do. And then all of a sudden that's gone. Now you got to fucking figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, at that point I was, I was already like bringing, doing like A and R and signing people to Hyena Records, and he, you know, always had his blessing. I, I even got him to produce a few things that I was, you know, of younger artists that I was really excited about because he had produced all through the seventies, and you know, Roberta Flack, Leon Redbone, the Neville Brothers, oh, wow. like all these amazing people, and I, I got him to produce a Jacob Fred Jazz Odyssey record. For a little while, we were talking about him producing Carl Denson. That never came to pass, but um, those guys are amazing. Carl's that's that's a super talent right there. Yeah, God, I remember used to, like we used to go to the wetlands, and this was when he first formed the Tiny Universe. And you know, again, I had said like I was really into jazz, so I was seeing you know always listening to like Lou Donaldson and um, you know a lot of those great saxophone players from from that time gene ammons and and then you see carl and you're like well this is like this is like you know the direct connection to those guys you know (laughs) yeah and those those i'm sure you guys you're on the west coast but i'm sure you know of the wetlands it was kind of like our our legendary club from that period and you know those those first tiny universe shows were just so amazing but um yeah so joel passed away and then yeah i just i just at that point you know started doing the pr firm full time and then 
Marco had a record and we needed to figure out a way to get it out. And I had already been like thinking about starting my own kind of small record label. Um, and yeah, that's how Royal Potato Family started. That was mm-hmm. two, 2008. So. so when you start, when, Sorry, when you need somebody. 2009. Wow. So it's yeah. been going for It'll be a while ten now. Years can, next year. Yeah. Oh, gonna throw yeah. a, a big ass party or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta yeah. figure that. I gotta get on that planning for that. But <laughs> it's well, if you need a live podcast, now. let me know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. you meet somebody like Marco, who in my mind, Marco Benevento is a fucking genius. Like that guy's on another level. From oh, yeah. what's I, there? There's so much coming out of that. <laughs> that gentleman like when you get somebody like that and you're working with them what's what's the goal for you like are you just trying to get as many people as possible to recognize the genius from your perspective yeah that's 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 the goal for sure i mean obviously there's all like this stuff that you have to do in between getting people to recognize the genius but the end goal would definitely be that, you know, just, you, you know, I, 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 out of curiosity for people that are listening, like mm-hmm. maybe not everybody knows what a publicist does. Cause there's so many moving parts in the, in the record business, man. Like, yeah. you know, there's A and R and, and all of it. Like what, what exactly is your function with these guys? Well, when I'm doing it from the, from the PR uh, standpoint, uh, when, when I'm in the role of publicist, I, I, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, um, get, get the music exposed, um, primarily, you know, through the meat, through the media, like through P, you know, through guys like yourselves and your podcasts, you know, like trying to find people who support the the music and have a forum to spread it to you know a wider audience so that's that's primarily what i'm doing but you know and then there's all like everything that comes along with that you know it's making sure there's a good one sheet and bio that tells the story and tells the artist's story in a in a compelling way yeah Uh, make sure there's good you know good press photos um you, know, that, you get to do yeah. all the fun shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, that's an interesting definition of fun, but yeah, man. <laughs> well, I, I could, I could just imagine, like, you know, sitting in the studio for hours and hours, grinding out that one track or that one take. Like that, I guess that could be fun to some people, but that I, I, that's like nails on a chalkboard in my mind. Like you get to yeah. hang out and take pictures with them and write up nice shit and make sure that everybody knows about all this stuff. I, I see it like, I don't know, like back in the day they had like the, the village crier, you know, uh-huh. the hear ye, hear ye guy. That's, that's, that's how I see the publicist, like ringing yeah. the bell in the town square, like could check this shit out. And th- so like for Royal yeah. Potato Family, when you, are when, you have to, when you have to email music journalists like thirty-three times without a response. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that's not, not fun. As fun. <laughs> it's like walking and past then, the and then you see crier. them write about something that's like, 
Oh, I guess they're just going to write about, you know, the new record from, you know, ATO Records again. <laughs> they're going to ignore my little independent label. But Thanks a lot, um, guys. Yeah. Then it's then it's, you know, not not as fun. But yeah, when you do get something at like NPR Music or or, you know, no simple road podcast or whatever, you know, like that's when like you're like, fuck yeah, that's great. Like the, oh, like, yeah. the, the f- finished version of it is is the fun part. <laughs> so now, I, I'm curious too with it being involved like this in music. Do you, do you play at all? Do you play any instruments? Uh, I I don't like I could play a little bit of guitar, but you know, just can't you know campfire songs as, as I kind of usually say. But, <laughs> yeah, but that I'm not. That's a my thing too. Really yeah, yeah, so. me too, man. I, I, I'm a, I'm an active listener. That's that's my job. <laughs> yeah. I live vicariously through the, <laughs> the ones right. that can play. So, like, when you you have a band like, oh shit, uh, the one that that's stopped us in our tracks, Melanie in particular, is Reed Mathis. Oh yeah. Like he, I don't know, man, just the personality and the thoughtfulness of him and, Mm -hmm. and the talent and the way that he did what he's doing, does what he does. Mm -hmm. When you're working with somebody like that, do you handle that differently than you would say CRB or Marco or somebody else? Is that, is that a different kind of animal for you? Um, I mean, I guess I handle everyone differently based on their sort of personalities and, you know, what, what they're hoping to accomplish with their, with their music. But, you know, it's a tough question to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, I, I get it. I, yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. No, no. I, I get what you're saying. I, I guess every, it's situational and personality driven and mm-hmm. there's no formula to this thing. And yeah. it's, it's not easy what you do, man. Like I, I can't imagine, is it up to you to, to go out and find them now? Is that, is that your thing or are people bringing these artists to you? Yeah. You know, I have to say I've been, <laughs> I've been totally uh, lucky and that I, most of it comes to, comes to me, you know, like, not everything that comes to me, you know, I, I, I wind up having to pass on a lot of things just just because either it doesn't it doesn't work for me or but a lot of times just because I, you know, I don't have the bandwidth to, to take everything on that I'd oh, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's really like I mean, you would be surprised how how thin the margins are to just stay in business and keep it going. It's, 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 Oh, I get it. You know, like I, after 10 years, like I have a few part-time people working for me, but I've I've never really been able to hire like full-time staff or, you know, and I, you know, that, that part of that might be on me because someone who's in the position that I'm in, who's better at, certain things that come to raising money or whatever might might go out and raise a you know $350,000 and or whatever you know and have be able to hire staff and stuff and I've right that maybe it's a little bit of being like a control freak like I have a hard time 
handing things off to people and, and, and just <laughs> managing from like a macro perspective that I've yeah. never been able to like, you know, like I'm, I'm still the guy that like attaches the JPEGs. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the way we, we were dealing, <laughs> I'm like setting things up with Neil, you know, it's like, I, I don't other PR firms or managers have like four people under them doing all that stuff. And I've never been able to sort of relinquish that control. And yeah, you and I, I are the same. Yeah. You and I are so. really the same when it comes to that. Are you a workaholic? Uh, yeah, you might, you might say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rarely, it's rarely less than a 12 hour day. Wow. Yeah. But you know so. what? You, you, you talk about like not, not having people working under you and, and, you know, after 10 years, you got a couple of part-time folks and whatnot. Like in, in my mind, I see that kind of as a trade-off for doing the work that you're doing and not to get super heavy, but it's real what you're up to, man. It's a real thing. And it, it, like we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation, it's important in people's lives. It matters to us. It it's a it's a tangible thing that that gets us through. And yeah. so being being involved in that thing, I don't know. I I think that on an energy level, like you trade putting all that good out into the world for some of the material reward. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the system that we're yeah. in just doesn't allow for that. Yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> first of all, I appreciate you guys, you know, appreciate you saying that. And and, and likewise, you know, what what you guys are doing is super important, you know. And thanks, man. Um but yeah, so I I I, know, I think I think you totally nailed it. Like I think that's that's really un- unfortunately like the you know, there there's not always a lot of uh you know monetary reward for this but yeah the 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 other part of it is what kind of keep keeps it all going. yeah you turn around and it's it's the quality the way i look at it too like we feel it more and more with our doing this podcast is it's it's a trade it's about quality and not quantity <laughs> you know yeah. you, what you want everybody to listen to your stuff and like you're doing you're putting out quality like all the artists you have and you know, there's a little bit of a sacrifice for that, but it it's worth it. It is worth it. it and uh, t- like we just went and saw um, Fish last weekend at the Gorge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. have you ever been to that venue? I have not been to the Gorge. I'm, oh, I my know. God, man. It's amazing. Life changer. Yeah, but I just need to go well, I got to stop anyway. working 12 hours a day to get uh, <laughs> Work over here. Work yeah. at the Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> you got a place to stay in Portland. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, I, but in, the, in those moments, like, turning around and looking at the crowd and seeing the faces of the people at the show and, and the smiles and feeling that energy, like, like you said, at the stone pony the other night, seeing the CRB, like seeing those people's faces and, and watching them dance. Like that's, that's its own reward in a a lot of ways. I'm sure. I'm sure. But it just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of sad that, 
this thing isn't monetarily rewarded in this as much in this society and this culture that we're in. It's, but I, I feel like there's a resurgence that's happened. Do you see that? Like since, I don't know, since fairly well, have you Mm -hmm. noticed that, that, that there's more of a, an interest in the jam scene and, and I hate to put that label on it, but in this kind of music, do you see that happening? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I kind of go back and forth, but yeah, there's no doubt that the Grateful Dead thing is bigger than ever. It's, in, I mean, maybe not as big as when they were touring, and but you know, in the in the years since Jerry died, and from about Fare Thee Well to now, it's just like you know, I, I like Marco Benevento is in. Joe Russo's almost dead, and um, I work with these guys, Mapache, who are in Grateful Shred, and it's like the the Grateful Dead thing itself is just, you know, massive. And and now it's like it's so funny. I was just talking to somebody, somebody about this recently. It's like, like hipster kids, like who are like in their like early twenties mm-hmm. and stuff, are, are discovering the Grateful Dead, and you see like. Chloe Savini or, you know, like certain actresses and pop people wearing like Grateful Dead, you know, shirts. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. so funny to me that like, you know, I for, for for 10 years, I was like hoping my record label would be hipper. And then like, oh, <laughs> and now you got it. Those pitchfork kind of people. And now it's like, I, now, and then I was and I was running away from the Grateful Dead, like enough Grateful Dead. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like big again. It's crazy. Now it's, chase, now it's chasing you. And, and you know what's <laughs> weird, man? Like we, t- we talked to this cat a while back and he came to the Grateful Dead thing through John Mayer. Like, and that, that exploded my head. Like, okay, you found the Grateful Dead through Mayer. All right. And, and like, you're talking about like Chloe Savini wearing Grateful Dead stuff. These 20 something hipster people are finding the Grateful Dead through fashion. Yeah. Right. So yeah, weird, it's so right? Strange. It's so strange. But it makes sense. You know, in a way I am, I, I loved it when it was a cultier kind of like outsider thing. And I probably still like wish it was that way a little bit, but you know, it makes sense that Garcia is like sort of being embraced like Lou Reed and, yeah. uh, you know, just like just those sort of cultural, you know, Coltrane and Miles and because he really belongs in that c- category. And it, it makes sense that this is happening now because Garcia was one of those guys, you know, for sure. And the whole band. But like, you know, it, it kind of starts with Jerry and. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, I, I ha- I've had a lot of strange realizations in the past few weeks, but I, I realized that like that Grateful Dead thing that turned me on all those years ago mm-hmm. is still fucking going down. But it's like this tree that grew up 
And it's got all these branches now. CRB is definitely part of that tree. J Rad, <laughs> like Dark Star Orchestra, you know, yeah. and everything that Phil Lesh has kept going, and with what they're turning out at Terrapin Crossroads and the bands yeah. he's helping, it's amazing. This scene. and it's it's just amazing the the scope and reach of that thing. So absolutely, he deserves to be in that Mount Rushmore of greats. You know, I yeah. I don't I can't see it any other way. Like. F- with you, is there a, any particular artist that that you're that you are working with that you're just like? And I'm I'm asking you to pick a favorite, I guess. Maybe that's not cool, but <laughs> that you're just super excited yeah, about right now in the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't. I guess that's a hard one to answer, but like you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm so su- I'm so super excited about working with like. Ethan Miller, I, I, I'm gonna. Go, I saw them last night, and then I, uh, you know, Howlin' Rain, and I'm gonna see Howlin' Rain again tonight. Like I'm just, like, what he's doing is like, you know, just powerful. Yeah, you know, like it's like his spine connects down to the core of the earth. And yeah. it's like, yes, it does. Yeah, up into him, like, it's like just exploding <laughs> out of his guitar. Um, I, I'm really excited about. Um, there's a songwriter based in Sedona, Arizona, um, that I work with, uh, Decker, who just, I, you know, just is making really great records and songs. Um, so, so I'm super excited to be working with him. But, you know, at the, at the same time, I'm, I'm equally as excited to be working with the Wood Brothers and Seth Walker and, of course, Marco and, uh, of course, the CR, you know, yeah. Mapache, the CRB, like every... Every day, like I'm working on all of these things, and 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 a lot of times, you know, one thing connects to the other, and it's, you know, it. Yeah, everybody's helping each other out, and it's 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 great in that way. It is like a big family, man, and that's one of the things that I've noticed talking to all these guys is that it's all intertwined. It's this big, Mm -hmm. weird, coily snake of people that all know each other and help each other out, and I think that's fucking cool, man, because. And I know you know this from working in the business, and I grew up around show business. My dad was a movie producer and a, and a writer and a director. Like, oh, cool. It's fucking cutthroat, man. And people oh, yeah. did, traditionally, the music business, you hear horror stories of how fucked it is, you know? But on this side of it, it sure doesn't seem like that from my perspective. Do you see it like that? Um, I, I, see, the, I see those sides of it for sure, but... Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's probably anywhere near as cutthroat as it is when, when you know, once you're dealing like with pop music and hip hop and stuff that's really making like, you know, gazillions of dollars. But and and most people with with who are booking these artists and bands and their venues and are are all doing it for the right reasons. But yeah, you do sometimes see some. Ugly stuff. The underbelly of the music business, is like I say, <laughs> fucking yeah, that's, that, that's definitely out there for sure. But you know, you also, I you know, I also try to appreciate both sides, and I you know, I know a lot of times, you know, there's there's a venue that books an artist and offers a certain guarantee, and then you know. The, the right amount of people don't show up and then they lose money and it's it's, it's like stressful on all sides like just trying to 
you know, keep the, the business of the music going. Right. Especially when you're talking about artists who are not, you know, commercially successful yet. So, so with like, with guys like Ethan and Howlin' Rain, man, I, I, I feel like everybody should know about them. I, after yeah. seeing them live, it, it was, that's an experience like going to a fish show or mm-hmm. seeing the dead back in the day. Like that, like you said, he's connected to the core of something magical. Yeah. And yeah. is it ever frustrating for you? Like, because you know about it and, and the words not getting out, oh, do you ever it, f- find it frustrating? Yeah. It's frustrating. Like, you know, every day, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll just be honest. It's very, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, it's easy to be like, cynical and be like you know like I mean this is sort of like I, I've, I've sort of, I, as, as much as I love and I'm part of the jam scene like this is sometimes my a little bit of and and you know <laughs> I've got to like preface it by saying like this audience is also some of the most open and receptive audience out there but it it is frustrating when certain things like do better because it's like this musician is sitting in with that band or oh um, yeah or, or this band is covering you know is only going to play the grateful dead or tonight they're only going to play the music of michael jackson and it's like musicians like ethan who are like creating this incredible improvisational music but aren't like tying it to the gimmick of you know playing playing a prince record in its entirety mm. you know have have less people showing up yeah. to their gigs and yeah so, i mean nostalgia is like a, a dangerous thing in my opinion like yeah of course we hear those old songs and it brings us back and we know it and to really love music it does of course help to like know the music intimately like we do for so many of those old records but at the same time it's like we have to like there's a way to get just as much pleasure from hearing like a song for the first time and someone creating something totally new. That's the language of the day. And then, you know, what's happening. Yeah. Now. You, so. I, I have to tell you, man, and this is super personal, but fuck it. At, <laughs> at this, at this last, at this fish show, I had this moment of realization that came over me. Like, I identified myself for so long as a deadhead mm-hmm. that that it put me in a box of how I would experience music. I mm. was always listening with those ears. And if the music didn't deliver that particular thing, I would discount it, immediately yeah. discount it. Even if I liked it, I would be like, well, that's not the thing. Mm. And I think that that's, that's an issue for a lot of us in the jam community is that we identify with a certain band or we pick a favorite, like a sports team. And if, if other stuff doesn't deliver that thing, then you discount it. Like you said, there's a lot of things out there that are speaking the language of the day Mm -hmm. and it needs to be heard because nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, isn't going to get us anywhere. We're not moving forward anymore. Right. Evolution. 
the evolution yeah. of music is yeah we've all started to open our ears more me Aaron Melanie all of us going to so many shows and like s- spending that evening with Howling Rain it yeah. you know you see the you that see the, really cool the raw that- energy like you said that's being created right there on the spot on the moment it there's nothing like it yeah I agree and- we would have never heard about them without you bringing them to our you know, forefront. So thank you for that. Thank you for being the publicist, mm-hmm. you know, in that it situation. Worked. It totally worked. Yeah. Well, thanks. You know, yeah. Thanks for being open yeah. to it. You know? Heck yeah. That's what yeah. this is about. Like being open to stuff, you know, like I, I, I wasn't necessarily like Aaron. I I never considered myself a deadhead. I grew up listening to like R&B and rap and hip hop and <laughs> 70s journey, all, like all kinds of stuff. And so that actually jam band stuff or dead stuff was brand new to me. So I this is a whole new uh, I mean I, this is a whole new language for me that I'm I'm learning and I didn't realize how important it was for um, venues to stay open or to see live music until I started experiencing this type of music. So yeah. it's really cool to have somebody working on that side to to do that, to create, to keep that going. I love that. Right. Well, like I said, you guys are part of it too. I mean, just by doing the show, you know, you're, I mean, every week you're probably you know, turning people on to new stuff or, and it, and it might not, you know, the thing that's funny is like, sometimes, you know, maybe somebody listens to the podcast and they hear howling rain on it, or, um, you know, they'll hear Neil coming up in circles around the sun and, and they'll listen, maybe even not listen to the whole thing or listen to the whole thing and be like, cool, that band sounds cool. And they'll go on with their lives. And then like, you know, and then maybe it comes up on a Spotify playlist or, you know, or a friend of a friend is like, oh, we're going to see this band circles around the sun when they come back to, you know, Portland or wherever that person's listening. And and they're like, oh, I heard about that. I'll go check them out maybe. You know, and it, t- it takes a few times, yeah. but as long yeah. as it's like, you know, you're getting it out there and it's in the flow. And then, you know, hopefully little by little – people discover new stuff it catches on yeah Do, when yeah. you're when you have somebody like neil that you're working with and then he does something so fucking magical like circles oh my yeah. god do you just feel like the luckiest dude in the world when something like that happens like holy shit i got lightning in a bottle with that yeah that, yeah, that was something totally. that was just out of nowhere right i mean the thing i feel luckiest about i mean you know, is that I get to like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like, I, this, you know, like <laughs> I was, I was at the Santa Rosa shows, right. When that first right. happened. And I was like, I had no idea that Neil had even done this. And I'd been working with Neil. Like I put out sweet in the distance, his solo record on Royal potato family before I even started working with the CRB. And but Neil never mentioned it, you know, like and so I'm at, I'm at the what? Santa Rosa shows and it's separate and they're playing those amazing. I don't know if you guys went to any of the shows, but they were playing like those amazing home videos on the, on the jumbotrons. And we were in this, Chicago. Like, yeah. So you saw it there too. Like, they're playing this amazing trippy music. And it's like, I was like, what? is this like for a second I thought it was tortoise and then like I thought it was like some Grateful Dead outtakes 
And then, yeah, whatever. I go home, it's like filed in my mind, you know, like, oh, that separate music was cool. And the next morning I'm on Twitter and I see it pop up, Neil Cassell. <laughs> You know, the set break music from the great band, like the Twitter just like exploded about it. Like it was almost it, it, the reaction to the separate music was almost as big as the reaction to the show. Yeah. You know? Especially in Santa Rosa. And and I see Neil's doing it. And I, I, you know, so this is the part I feel lucky. About. It's like I get to actually text Neil and be like. You did that music? Like, how can you tell anyone? Like, that's yeah, and then you want to grab him by the shirt and go, "Why didn't you fucking tell me?" <laughs> yeah, like, and he's so humble. He's like, "I don't know." Justin, Justin Kreisman asked me to record six hours of music, and I got some guys together, and we, we did it. And and then Dude. after that, it was like the response was so good that Rhino was like, "You know, we're going to release it." And and you're, you're dancing actually, a jig in your hotel room like <laughs> yeah it was, it was so so that part i guess that part's like the part where i'm like you know kind of pinching myself i'm get to just get the info direct from the source that's kind of fun you know <laughs> yeah does the does the surreal nature of all of it ever get old to you man do you ever like find yourself used to that those surreal moments um, no, no. Good. Definitely not. Good. I try to, I really still appreciate it. Like, cause I am still like an obsessive music fan, you know, that's, that's never changed. So the tinnitus in my ear right now is making me <laughs> rethink it a little bit, but that's, that's the only stuff. Like the musicians are beautiful. Like even with all the weirdness and egos and drama that does come with artists you know it's just a natural like i kind of love that stuff and artists are fucking weird people man (laughs) yeah the weirdest yeah but but without that we wouldn't have all this beautiful music so i guess it's a cool trade-off to have yeah 100 percent. so i want to ask you about crb um Mm -hmm. We found out about them right after Phosphorescent Harvest came out. And something that you said in, in the Wikipedia about music becoming soundtracks to people's lives. Yeah. That that music has become part of our DNA. And what do you, in your opinion, from, from your perspective as a fan and also like as a publicist... Mm-hmm. What do you think is different about what CRB is doing as opposed to what the Crows did? Yeah. I think I think where it is is just a lot is just really where Chris's heart is at now, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he I think you know when he was 19 or 20 coming coming up with the Crows and you know his 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 touchstones and his reference points were, you know, a, a ton of real raw old school like funk and soul and indie music, and then also, I think right around that time was you know probably I don't I don't want to speak for him, but like you know, especially with the Crows, it, like he was taking all those references but tying it into like more of like the of the late 60s 70s british thing you know rock yeah. band and that's 
that was the place where he could funnel all of that, you know, and he had a writing partner and his brother and they, they exploded really quick. And I, I think that in height, like in talking to Chris over, you know, the years and stuff like I, what I take away from that was that success was a blessing and also a curse. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, to go from being like a, like a kid and who just, you know, love music like any, like any of us. And then suddenly being like, you know, like the guy who's like making people in New York city offices, like millions of dollars and having to be responsible for that, you know, like, so I think with the CRB, he's gotten to, he's gotten to just, you know, and then over the years he's, uh, you know, I mean, he, he got deep into, into the grateful dead thing. Um, and just, I mean, Chris is like, of everyone I know, I'd be hard pressed to think of anyone who knows as much about music as him. If if not anything, like he can talk to you about like, (laughs) you know, like Rome in the 14th century and like, just like, there's no end to his knowledge and stuff, but um, I, so I think this is just ultimately like, you know, through his own personal evolution, where he's at. It's so funny when like I see people wanting the black crows to get back together. So, but, and I, I'd be psyched if they did, you know, but like, you have to like, I mean, if, it, and this is the other thing that drives me fucking crazy. And like, I know part of it is, is a narrative that his brother's putting out there that he's like greedy or just, if he got the Black Crows to back together, that would be the greedy thing to do because it's not really what's, you know, in his heart, you know, thus far. And there might right. come a time where he's ready to do it again, you know, and he's he's test, you know, you know, he's going out with as the crow flies and revisiting a lot of that material and having fun with it. But like for these people who like say like oh he tried to cut his you know take a bigger percentage than his brother and cut out steve gorman it's like nobody knows really what happened behind those scenes right Uh -uh. and if chris really wanted to make the money he would have gotten back together with them at that time and they would have gone out and done 150 shows and each gone home with a bucket load of money but now he's like He's like fighting it out night after night, playing Green Bay on a Tuesday and Omaha on a Wednesday, and keep, you know two sets a night, three hours plus of music, and making a quarter of what he. I, again, I don't want to get. Yeah. That's not. Ugh, I, I don't want. No, to talk but about I hear you. Money, but I like, hear you. He's he's really following his muse purely, you know, Aww. and like. It people like people come out on social media and bash him and it's like fuck you you have no idea what you're talking about just because yeah. you can have the right to put a post on a on a twitter page doesn't make you have any like you it's know gross. It's, just me, it's just gross it drives me crazy yeah it is gross and and you know what i say about that whole thing people bring up shit about his family 
whatever. Mm. None of us fucking know anything about anybody's interpersonal shit with their family, man. Nobody knows my shit with my family or, or yeah. yours or whatever. Like, how the fuck can we possibly have an opinion on something that happened and we weren't there or involved in it just because we read it on Jam Base or fucking in Relics or whatever? Yeah. Like, mean. stop it, everybody. Just relax. And the yeah. thing with CRB is like, if you're there and you're open and you listen to what's going down and you feel what happened, what's happening in that room, you can't deny that that's a real fucking magic thing that's happening there. That's real. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, fuck whatever happened with his brother and his attitude and what, what whatever people's shit is that they talk. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, that's also part of the charm, you know? Like, Yes, he, I think so too, Kevin. That, Thanks for saying that. <laughs> he said that little thing about Mayer on Howard Stern and he was... He was just fucking joking around and talking shit. It's like funny. It's like relax, everyone. Bob Weir didn't care. I mean, he's playing, sitting in with Chris all the time. It's like right, but you know, then but like the internet, like you know, went into a rage. And maybe I feel it a little bit more personally because I'm so close to it. But like, I was just like, you know, like everybody, chill out, man. (laughs) I <laughs> so yeah. remember why we're here we're <laughs> stop and it's so, funny it's okay like John Mayer will survive you know like John Mayer yeah. is gonna do just fine you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody should be that good looking funny and fucking talented you know, I'm sorry for some of, <laughs> exactly you know for some of us you know that was and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Dead & Co but for some of us that was the truth, like we've never been able to get used to John Mayer filling in for Garcia, and that's right. how some of us feel. And it's an opinion out there, and it's okay, you know. The, yeah. There's room for Dead and Co. and and there's room for J Rad <laughs> and Dark Star and, and yeah. Grateful Shred and totally. all, all, all of it. Well, and I was going to say the critic thing. Always, everybody being a critic out there now, it's just it's silly because it's like it's like reviewing food. They're reviewing, you know, don't review how it was being cooked. Review the food, and how it tastes, just like music. Don't don't hate the process and talk yeah. crap about people and their personal lives. The proofs in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the music is what it's all about. Totally. And the behind the scenes stuff is really like way more complicated and twisted like for everyone that it then it looks like when it comes out you know as whatever it is on jam bass or rolling stone or you know it's yeah there, it's, there's just so many other variables going on you know that you know play into this stuff so and and nobody knows about like it like i said we we know a, probably a 16th of the story when we read about it and to make assumptions and talk shit on social media is so easy because it's it's faceless and you can say something and there's really no repercussion other than people commenting so yeah. people feel so entitled to but then their it's opinion really powerful matters. too it's super powerful because if you say something positive a bunch of people can ride on that and then if you say something negative the same thing happens so that's yeah. what, so it's such a double-edged sword yeah I guess if I think about it too, it's cool because like at least people are passionate, you know. Yeah, man. But, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like 
you know, it's just gets it just gets really mean. Like, why why be that yeah, much be of a nice. dick about it? You know. Yeah. Be kind, everybody. Be nice to each other. If, you're, if you start yeah. to be a dick, put on some music and dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, working with um, Mapache, mm-hmm. that is such a cool, unique thing. Those guys, man. First of all, Grateful Shred is fucking amazing. And then you take those two dudes and put them together and do that thing. Like, holy shit, man. What what's in the cards for those guys? What's in the works for them? Uh they're they're going to they're going to start working on a new record. Um they just put out this great little covers EP. Um I don't know if you guys have heard it yet. It's called um Lonesome LA Cowboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, I have. So that that so they're yeah they're just they're just you know doing, doing their touring, thing yeah. touring right now and yeah they'll start working on a new records pretty pretty soon um I mean they might have even started and, and I'm not aware of it but <laughs> but yeah those guys are amazing yeah it's, it's just the harmonies and the way they kind of intertwine their guitar playing and. It's pretty Kinda funny. Reminds Those guys, me like, of... they're like roommates, like literally roommates. They have like the same bedroom. <laughs> they're what? Like, they're, they're, yeah, they, they were telling me this when I saw them last time. They're like, and you know, you could hear it in the way they like play music together. They're like, they're really kind of connected, uh, connected as, as two humans. And it's pretty cool. So how cool Great to be able to like you know? see that shit, like, you never in day to day with people you see on the street, like you don't get to see the manifestation of those connections really. But when you, you see it, have a musician that's doing that thing, we get to see that connection as their art. And mm-hmm. it's so fucking cool to be able to, to have that ability to translate that and put it out. Like I, that's one of the things that me personally like i admire about the musical ability is Mm -hmm. all those feelings that i have when i'm standing in the crowd that are going through me that make me cheer and put my hands in the air like those guys are able to take that and put it through an instrument like what the fuck that's 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 crazy cool in my book well I, i guess that's sort of what art or artists that's that's their role in a way is to sort of connect to f- feelings and ideas that we're all having and kind of s- speak for all of us in a way, you know, and, and give yeah. voice to those things that, you know, as a, as an electrician or as a, you know, somebody who's a school teacher or even someone who's, you know, working as a, you know, on the business side of the music, like that's, that's not, what we're able to do and they that's that's the beauty of what musicians and artists do is they they can kind of find a way to speak for all of us in a way or 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 touch on things that we can all relate to and you know look back to our own lives and recognize and you know make us not feel so all alone (laughs) dear mr fantasy (laughs) totally (laughs) So, Kevin, what's your creative outlet aside from work after the 12 hours is over? Like, what are you putting your energy into? Um, 
I mean, my my big thing is just like I I get out in the woods a lot. I hike. Um, got my garden, but you know, like that's right on. <laughs> yeah, that's really like my you know. I, but even like when when I'm done like with the work side, you know, a lot of it is just you know listening to music and yeah what's growing in the garden oh zucchinis squash nothing too cucumbers tomatoes peppers you know all sorts of herbs but nothing like too exotic I mean, we've got some rhubarb, so I'm pretty optimistic that <laughs> sweet that we'll be able to harvest some rhubarb. That's that's a little off the beaten track. <laughs> I noted I noticed something, man. You, I thought you lived in California for some reason. I don't know why, but like when we look at like our analytics or whatever, mm-hmm. I can see like a map of where listeners are, and then it's kind of like a heat map. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, and. Uh, over the past couple of months, New York and Brooklyn and all of that is one of our most listened to spots on the planet. And oh. I, I, re- I feel like it's because of you for some reason. Like that <laughs> I don't know. So I think we're blaming it on you. I'm Kevin. blaming you for the Brooklyn wow. connection, man. Thank you. That's yeah. Yeah. a lot of pressure. <laughs> and no, no pressure. Don't worry about it, man. It's all good. It, is there a big? There a big scene there? Oh yeah, totally. I've never I mean, been. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta come out. I mean, I'm in Kingston now, so I'm like upstate New York. It's about 15 minutes south of, of Woodstock. There, there's there's a great scene okay. in Kingston in the Hudson Valley too. You know, like Marco lives up there. John Medeski. Um, oh wow! You know, just a, just a ton of really great musicians are up in that area and it feels feels like more are coming up that way so um you've got levon's barn up there so we've got i've heard that's an amazing place yeah there's there's a lot of good music up there but yeah brooklyn is like i went to see you know you were asking me like do i do i find a younger people like discovering the music earlier and i went to see this band last night in before howling rain called avalfo it at this place elsewhere in Bushwick and okay. it was the room was packed and these you know it was all like I, I felt like I was chaperoning the party <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like, I know like that feeling 22 year olds and 23 year olds and it was really like like invigorating and like exciting to see all these kids like responding in such a positive way to like this amazing band just playing music because sometimes I do like I'm just like it's either like for the majority of these kids, they're just so into hip hop and pop, which is fine. But it's like so much of that music isn't really created live by real musicians. It's like it's programmed and it's it's drum machines and it's tracks. And and then to see that. So I guess my point being is, yeah, the Brooklyn music scene is really, really strong. And, um, right on. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're going to have think- to come out and check that out. I think there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of cities that have good little scenes going on. And because it's, 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 I think in a weird way, because like everyone, like there is the fact that like the internet has made everyone because people want to be together. Like they do gravitate to the bigger pop things, but 
there's also like because there's so much clutter to cut through now and everybody can put out a record and it's 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 hard to wade through all the information i do think it's made yes. some kind of cool little scenes pop up you know regionally and um that you know that yeah. you might not be aware of in portland or i might not be aware of in new york or but when i go around and travel like i i, I do i do see that um if only those scenes get could get a little bigger and more healthy and then so that's hopefully the next step but like new orleans I'm super grateful to that crazy music scene colorado like music i is so much a part of the colorado culture um and that's yeah. like, you know i mean i of course i would have Bay. never found i would have never found um children of indigo the one of the bands we had on they're from Texas, and mm-hmm. I would have never heard about them. They're part of the whole Deep Ellum thing that's going on down there. This whole underground, like jam yeah. band mixed with hip hop, mixed with psychedelia uh-huh. from the seventies. Like super talented guys. Would have never found them if it wasn't for the internet. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's well, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like those little, like those little, de- like the you know what's going on in Deep Ellum. Like that's cool. totally cool (laughs) and i i always said like i i a while back i said to melanie like i wonder what happens when the deep psychedelic scene and the hip-hop scene mash together and what's going to come out of that and that's the beginning of it i really feel like that 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 kind of thing that's going on down there is the beginning of that evolution because it's going to happen everything's mashing together nowadays yep totally so Kevin, I will, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate your time, brother. And like I said at the beginning of the of the episode, from from my heart, dude. Like, thank you so much for supporting us and helping us do our thing. And working with you is fucking awesome. I'm yeah. really honored. And it's well, really fun. Like, I mean, I feel the same way. And thank you guys. I, I mean. I you know when you have one of my artist bands that I work with on your podcast, it's like. You're, you're, you know, you're helping me in a huge way. So, I mean, the thanks goes to you. Cool, man. I, I, I appreciate that. Did you get to listen to the uh, Ethan Miller episode? He did. I did. Yeah. What'd you think it. about it? He was great, wasn't he? <laughs> he's, you know, he's just such a thoughtful, intelligent guy. You know. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Yeah, and, and yeah, good, good dude. Just solid human being and yeah, i was just gonna say that that's what we're learning with talking to all with with neil and ethan and other bands and like uh we just did twiddle and stuff everybody is so humble and so supportive of each other it's there's no competition they they all admire each other and they push each other to keep improvising and making incredible and music and that's what i love about this scene and thank you kevin for you know being part of this with us we're all family and we can't wait to meet you in person yeah, we'll have to. We'll definitely have to meet up at some point. We'll have to get Ethan on the front porch next time. There we go. <laughs> it, it definitely. So the whole band, Kevin. The whole band. You wanna you wanna tell everybody where they can get in touch with your artists and you and all that. Um. Yeah. Sure. You can go to uh, the label is royalpotatofamily.com. dot com. Um. And my my for the PR stuff, it's Calibro Music Media. So, 
right yeah. on. Thanks, Kevin, Thanks, so Kevin. much for, Thank you for all of it. Yeah. I, I have a, a silly favor to ask you. Sure. <laughs> so, um, Osiris Podcast, Net, Podcast Network is the network that we're with, and they have, like, these bumpers that we use before the show, like... I'm sure you've heard it like this podcast is in the loop and this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. whatever. If I text you the little bumper, will you read it for me so we can use it? Um, yeah, right. You want to do okay. it right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to text it to you. Hang on okay. one sec. Cool. Thanks, man. It's part of the business. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is, cool. this is the hardest part for me when we have people on and I have to ask. Oh my God. I, I loved Reed's was my favorite. Yeah. Reed, Reed was fucking cool. That, well, uh, dude, I have to listen Kevin, to he blew our minds. He really blew our minds. Like when that, when we were done talking to him, I, I said, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything now. I don't want to ruin this. <laughs> we, we were all teared up towards the end, including Reed. He spoke so passionately about music, especially got a life education on Beethoven that I never realized. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, Reed is so deep. Like, I remember, yeah, like he, I, the Beethoven thing, he's so into Charlie Parker. Like, he makes these Charlie Parker mixes. I, I'm sure you could find them online and. I still have a bunch of them. They're just like where he like cuts it up and loops it. And ed- I mean, it's just like rare, unknown, you know, Charlie Parker recordings that didn't come out on proper records. Like he has it all. Wow. And, I mean, he's just, in the, yeah, you know, and then, and then, you know, and then the next thing it's Beethoven and then it's like Jocko. He's just so, he's so, it's, his knowledge is so. And he's so he's so passionate about him too. It's like you, once and you get him like started on it, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. forget it. Yeah, it was, and yeah. he's super sweet too, man. And it was humble. so cool. Yeah. yeah, and like, like yeah. we had only texted one time through Instagram, and then mm-hmm. we were waiting for another band to come to an interview, and he was just sitting under the tree, and I recognized him, mm-hmm. and I walked over, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Aaron from No Simple Road." Like we chatted one time, and we just started shooting the shit. And then I was like, I'm going to be remiss if I don't ask, man. Like, would it be okay if we interviewed you tomorrow? And he yeah. was just like, yeah, sure. No problem, well, brother. No, he was he like lit really up. into it. He lit up. Yeah. He goes, yeah. he goes, I love talking about music. I would love to. And he yeah. said that thing about, he, he said, I think every conversation is the most. I treat it like the most important. Yeah. Like the most important conversation at the time. And he, he just like such a sincere person. And it just made me appreciate how he is as a musician because of how he was as yeah, a person. Totally. So yeah. you, got some, you yeah. got some badass dudes in your stable, brother. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> yes. So did you get this um, text? Um. Yep, I got it. Okay, so what they do is just like say your name and then read that, and we're good. All right. Well, this is so like hey, <laughs> hey, this is this is Kevin, whatever, and from Royal Potato Family, and then that. Okay, cool. Hey, this is Kevin from Royal Potato Family. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion. Of Osiris. Oh, hold on. I mean, this is going to take me a second to get this right. Okay, it's all good, man. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. No pressure. Um, okay. Hey, this is Kevin at Royal Potato Family. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcast. 
Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up after. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is our media partner. Oh, I fucked it up again. Sorry. You're good. You're good. Just, just I can edit it together. Just read the last sentence, and we're good. Okay. Let me start from. Uh, let me start from here. Okay. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to relics.com. Awesome. That was fucking perfect, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, bro. I yeah. hate asking that, but wow, I gotta do it. Cool. It was cool. <laughs> Kevin, you guys well, are so we'll, uh, and happy. <laughs> I, Thank you. you. You know what, Kevin? There's no other way to be. And some of my friends get hella annoyed at me because <laughs> I think everybody does at some point because they'll be like, I had a fucking horrible day and I just want to, like, you know, talk shit just to talk to get it out. And I'm like, well, maybe that person was having such a bad day. Maybe their, their grandma died. And yeah. like, I always try to take a positive spin, but let me just tell you something. Like, if, like, I don't know, like, if you act like that all the time, it's not acting anymore, it's being like that. Oh, and then you can get yourself out of any shitty thought process and you can help other people do it too so i don't know yeah. that's kind of what my point is is in the show is like i like say thank you and really mean it to people and i'm grateful because you guys you have done that you've helped build a beautiful soundtrack to me and aaron's personal life and then our family life through mm -hmm. showing us new artists and the artists are amazing we get to talk to them so like there's a deep appreciation and i hope you feel it because yeah. i really oh, mean I, it yeah totally. i do it's really it's really cool man i i yeah. appreciate it it's like it's humbling it's like who you know, not that, I mean, I, in the grand scheme of things, like, unfortunately, not that many people are all that interested. And it's really, it means a lot to have, like, well, you know, people, people care, you know. I'm going to tell you, we're, yeah. we're doing, we're doing everything we can to get the word out too, man. And, yeah. and I, I appreciate the partnership and, and I think that, I don't know, I, I just feel like good shit's happening, so. Just yeah, we'll keep it going. Kevin, you you said like you um a scenario earlier like oh well maybe if you put out a you know something about Ethan or Howlin' Rain somebody will hear it once and maybe again later like we are getting those letters that are like hey thank you for introducing us to Howlin' Rain they're fucking amazing yeah, we and get that. you yeah. know like <laughs> we are getting that it's happening and it's so cool because it's touching them the way that it touched us initially and that is an awesome thing to spread. Yeah, no, totally. It's I think the Osiris thing is really cool. They've got a bunch of good podcasts, and yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And like getting you guys, like it's good to have that kind of platform. Is that Tom Marshall's thing or something? It, yeah, it is. And it is. honestly, like I didn't. I mean, I knew who Tom was and and mm -hmm. what the deal was, but I didn't know the scope of that thing until I was standing at that fucking fish show last weekend, yeah. tripping my brain out. And I was like, holy shit, I'm part of this thing. What yeah. the fuck? What? <laughs> I'm not on the outside of this anymore. Oh, my God. I have responsibility. What do I do? <laughs> what <Right. goal? laughs> but yeah, it was cool, man. Like to realize that out there. It was cool. So, yeah. hey, 
Thanks for the time, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. We'll let you know when this is coming out and all that. And, and we got Mapache in a couple weeks and, and we got a whole lot of artists to go listen to. I know I'm going to go get comfortable. It's relaxing Saturday. I'm going to put on my headphones on my couch and start by listening to Decker and then kind of work my way through of the artists yeah. that you guys have that I'm not familiar with. Definitely. Yeah. Check out, especially, um, there's two new, or do you use Spotify or Apple music or Apple music? Yeah. Yeah. there's two new songs. There's one called burning grass and there's another one called the matador. Check those out. Those are the two new singles from Decker. Right on, they're, man. They're pretty great. Cool. So. Dude, wait, right, you man. said you guys have Mapache coming on? Yeah. 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 You you actually set us up with that. Did I set it up? I like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, they're playing Mississippi Studios. They're opening for Shred. So we're going to go over there and do the same thing we did with Ethan. Okay, great. And yeah. then and, and when are you going to – when will the Neil thing pop up? Neil, so here's the deal. We have three more of the interviews, Neil included. So mm-hmm. Reed, um, uh, Russ, Liquid. Russ Liquid Test, and Neil. And uh, I think I'm going to do Neil next. So it'll either be Sunday, I'm sorry, Wednesday or Sunday of this coming week. Okay. Well, no, I'll, I'll email you. I'll email yeah. you the day before. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I want to get that out. But we've we've been fighting because we have all this. We have so many interviews, and we want it all to be relevant. And we were only releasing once a week, mm-hmm. so we've started kind of trying to go to twice a week to get everything out in time so that it's still relevant. You know. Right. Is there? So, you guys don't have an app, do you? Or no, I haven't. This- I haven't made an app yet, and it, it, we can do it through our platform. I just haven't. I wanted to wait until we had 20,000 listeners a month. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so a lot. We're, that's great. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're we're over 10,000 now. Nice. Yeah. So it was a good good milestone for us. Like I I when this started and I was sitting on the porch just telling the story like I didn't even care if anybody listened and I still really don't. I just like doing it. And Yeah. But to know that there's like I picture 10,000 people standing in our driveway. Like, oh shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy shit. So, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you know as everything happens. And right. I, I promise no, you that one day we will get out there. Yeah. There's no chance you guys will be at the, uh, big sur for, for the freaks for the festival. Is there? No, no. I, I, when is when, it? When is it again? It's, it's we know it's September, uh, September right? twenty one, twenty two. I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see it's on in that the realm one. Of possibility well, with day yeah, jobs no. and everything else yeah, we do. No, I, know, I, know it, I know how it goes. Totally. Well, our daughter too is moving back home for a little bit to um, have to have our their grandbaby. grandbaby. So that's right oh around the time God. that she's coming home. I know. I know. I, it's going to be a good time. You guys sound like you're like 30 or something. You have grant. You're going to have I'm 46. I'm 39. And I'm 49. <laughs> wow. I'm 46. Yeah. I mean, I'm 45. Yeah, all, Sorry. We're all the same, around the same age. <laughs> yeah, don't don't add one, man. Fuck you don't that. have any kids? That was weird. No kids, though. No kids. Just a, just a dog, so. <laughs> What's the, is it the, the, I saw a picture of you, like, standing on a glacier with the dog. Yeah. Yeah, What's that's the, Is that dog. the same dog? What's oh. the dog's yep. name? Georgia. 
All right. Sweet. Right on, Kevin. Go enjoy the rest of your day, man, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys too. Yeah, and enjoy the show that. tonight. All right, brother. Have a good one. I'll tell you things you guys send your love. <laughs> yeah, yes. for sure. Do that, please. Yes. <laughs> All right. Later, man. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Kevin. That was really cool. That was fucking Can't fun, wait to man. Meet him and give him a hug. Yeah, it's so. What comes out of that for me is I feel like the the music that we listen to as a business is in fucking really good hands. Yeah. Like, you could get somebody that's doing that job that was a scumbag and just trying to make money off of it. And book gigs and, and just push, the push them. And and do- Kevin, that's a soul brother right there that knows yeah. what's up. It's it's cool to and know. And it's reflected in the acts that he has mm-hmm. on yeah. his label his, and stuff. His it's, um, demeanor on the phone kind of remind me of Neil's demeanor at the when we were interviewing. Just yeah. like yes. like he didn't realize just how big of an impact he's making, but maybe he does. And but but yeah, that I I just love that that humility that and genuine humility. Well, you got to think about this too, like. He said several times, like, you guys are part of it, too. And I think that that's part of the game. And I don't mean that in any negative way. I mean, like, when you're doing something like this and it's gaining gained traction and it's a thing, I don't think you should realize all the way the impact that you're having or you become an asshole. Yeah, well, then you stop and think about it, and then yeah. it quits happening. Like that, they were talking about, like when you're, when you're meditating, it's like, oh, I've reached out. Boom! Oh, oh, no, it. now you're not well, meditating. It's like, going. like saying a kid, you know, I walked three miles, you know, to school. Well, and your kid gets driven every day in a luxury car with AC. They don't get get it. You know what I mean? Like you don't, <laughs> you don't understand what you don't understand. If you've always been doing this, like he's always been in the music business, it's and he's life. It's always been very fairly successful for him, and he's said himself like he's been kind of given they've kind of come to him so when you're blessed that's what you know that's what you know and I'm just grateful that we paired up as I guess that's really what it is I'm grateful that we uh, Kevin Calabro and us have Calabro 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 uh, collaborated (laughs) with No Simple Road that's what yeah I appreciate that because I really stand behind it the people he's representing and now I stand behind him as a person because he's a cool dude mm-hmm. I I see the future in my weird little yeah. mind and I and see and I hope your garden grows Kevin yeah man grows cucumbers and tomatoes and, and thyme <laughs> and stuff well I'm having deja vu right now like really hardcore deja vu ah you're hearing it happen on the show what anyway Kevin's garden's growing wow so, guys, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Check out the website, www.nosimpleroad.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter on the family tab. And there's a merch tab there with shirts and stickers and pins. Um, follow us on Facebook, No Simple Road. Uh, what else, guys? Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That's how you can care for the family guys if you want to become our patron you become our psychic overlord 
No, our, overlord our, thing. what is it? <laughs> not a, not a dominatrix. No. What, what is it? What uh, say? Uh, uh, no, uh, God, I can't think of the thing. Like, master. No. Um, you guys, I don't know what wow. the fuck Aaron is talking about. Nobody's mastering anybody around here. Gestures. If you are on Patreon, you are Chan Donator, and thank you so much. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. I appreciate, we appreciate our exchange. You're listening for your cute dollars, and that's what he meant to say. I don't know about all that mastering shit. Wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> what? Always You're will crying. be as much as you can. Always will be as much as I can. And this episode has been brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour, Bus. Tour Bus. Head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram for some badass design shirts. A little bit extra in your box. A little little uh, bootleg tape action and pencil to spool it with and some cool stickers and newsletters and candy. Who doesn't like fucking candy when you order a shirt, dude? I got one. I got double bubble bubble gum. I don't want to know you. Well, if you don't like red number five. Whatever. Hippie. Save it. Just eat the gum. (laughs) High fructose corn. Order a shirt. What's what? Apple just fell asleep. No, I was looking at the. No, I was looking at the mic, and I was just thinking too. Then you have a awesome, cute little handmade, one of a kind box. I keep that box on my dresser, and it holds all my important shit in my room. There, they recently, you guys, uh, shop tour bus recently on Instagram put their little um, box making uh, method video together. It was so stinking cute, (laughs) and it goes off in a little skateboard. So you guys totally have to go on there and check. Check it out with the little shop tour bus stamp and then the little stamp of an elephant. And then they roll up the shirt. They pick the shirt specifically and then they roll it up in this cool picture and they put a little ribbon around it with a fabric ribbon with a pencil. And then they put it in the box with the tape, the cassette tape. And then they put all the goodies, the candy and like the little, in my case, the little bat. And they hand it off to the skateboarder and it is the cutest little delivery system. So you guys need to check it out guys go out and be kind this week yeah. take care of each other smile at a stranger you know Tell send good vibes how out important you are to the, or when you're at you. work this week and you're thinking that it sucks and you don't want to be there be grateful that you have your job and that you're where you're at because you're right where you're supposed to be for right now and not anything in this life is permanent so, and you have strength to get through everything. Yeah, and go out there and the smile, music. guys. The music always helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to good music this week and tickle somebody. That's your homework. Whether yeah. it be a dog or your partner or a friend or your boss or your boss. If you got it like that with your boss, you could tickle <laughs> your boss. If I tickled my boss, he would punch me square oh, in the face. Yes, he told me because <laughs> I, I was gonna tickle him the other day and he was like dude don't don't fucking don't touch, touch me, me or we're gonna fight so we love you guys have a great week and we'll see you in a few days with more and more and more <laughs> and more and more, and more. And more. And more. peace
shattered as I focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The reality is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.